So anyway, I'm going through this bracket, right? We've got friends of mine, Matt. And we get to Samoa Joe, right? So I'm thinking, oh, he's probably got a good shot of going through against, you know, most guys, right? Stone Cold Steve Austin. That's who Bob put him up against. Yeah. Can you believe that shit, man? He's a piece of trash. There was a lot of love for uh, for the grin. Did you see that? It was good times. Yeah, we did a good show last night. Not that long ago. After we do like our one monthly hit, I feel like king, you know? Yeah. I'm like that. You know the the Flair promo where he yells, I'll never retire? That's me after our like bi-monthly banger. I did a I had a banger of a tweet with that early on in the pandemic with that video. Well, I'll never, never retire. Yeah. I put a I I I captioned it with checked my 401k today. <laughs> that shit blew up, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm now like mad. I don't even remember this. This is a shame. Um, you know, angles, okay. angles are really interesting because this microphone is literally like, but here it looks like it's far away from me. Yeah. It's Hopefully, we have some interesting angles ahead of us today here on well, the Um We have much to do for anyone who is watching this at any point in the world ever. Hello. Yeah. We're hello. back in the ballroom. To everyone um, listening to the audio or watching later, because there's literally no one watching right now. Actually, which fucking rules? Uh, which well, I will concede. I will concede. I I told Matty before that that was a, that was like a quiet goal of mine. Um, <laughs> but nonetheless, we are here. Sorry. Yellow legal pads. Meech is here. Shout out, Meech. I threw, um, I threw the old page away, so I'm on a fresh page. What the fuck, man? This is history, bro. Look at this. I got I got our depth chart here. Well, I've got a depth chart on a spreadsheet, but one of the spreadsheets whether in 1992 WCW maker. Handwritten ones, probably. <laughs> like Danny's bracket last night. Oh, that was beautiful, man. What a what a, what a king. There we go. There's um, our first two match cards. Yeah, I like that they're crimes. Crunchy. You should yeah. sell those. Put them on eBay. That's a good idea. Yeah. Um, based on the the interest in this show, they'll probably sell really well. Oh, of course, yeah. Um, I am actually really excited for today because you know the, the the thing about this show is the hook for this show is this is the show that Matt and I actually get excited to do. And today we're doing a match that, like, I know this is an aggressively pervert comment, but since we've talked about it, it has been like on my mind. You know, <laughs> like I've been running it through, like. How we, you know, I'm trying to figure out the presentation. I really want to nail this, Matty. Yeah. Um, we are, of course, referencing our main event for this program, the enforcer Arn Anderson, challenging for the world's heavyweight title, the champion Brett the Hitman Hart. Um, two of our favorite wrestlers ever. Yeah. I'm what, not, a, what a time. I'm not going to lie and pretend this is quite as much of a dream match as it is for me as it is yeah. for you. But that's just because it's an insane level of dream match for you. Yeah. But I mean, seriously, we got we got Enforcer versus Hitman, and they have that awesome SummerSlam mat, tag match, um, yeah. the one that Dax always whines about. Dave's rating for. So we saw a little bit of it, right? Like we saw a little bit of Heart Foundation Brainbusters, but we both obviously based on this series, we're both into the idea of Brett um, on the other channel, so to speak. And this is Arn's home, so. Um, very, very intriguing kind of scenario, but we have a whole card to book. So, Matty, without further ado, I, I guess we should start doing some goddamn booking. What do you think? Well, first, let's let's talk about what we did 
Let's do that. Yes. Yeah. Good idea. Yes. A Town Showdown, which was well, a massive success. We sold the Omni out. Well, um, there's a there's been there's been some some backstage issues that Joe and I have had to deal with because uh, yeah, the sellout so, part has been debated among the boys. Yeah, and then and then someone someone leaked a VHS tape of the show, and that's been kind of spreading around, which we're not thrilled about. Fucking um, melts over. I would have yeah. Um, I know, like Dave, like the the little classifieds there, and the somebody actually was advertising it. We had to fucking talk to Dave about that. He said he didn't have anything that he can't control that, but oh, never um, can. Useless yeah. piece of shit. Anyway, so this this again, this was a house show, but this was an elevated house show. <clears throat> this is a show that we acknowledged on TV. Um, you know, our first our first uh, WCW. Saturday night coming out of well, I guess it's not Saturday night yet. We got hmm. actually it's April. We can it's now WCW Saturday night. We've rebranded it. It would it's have actually we should actually talk about this. This is important actually. Because I don't know if you're aware of this, Matt. I'm, I'm sure you've seen it, but you might not remember. This was an insane time for Saturday night. This is when they had like celebrity hosts and they had that weird set where there was like chairs in the ring and it yeah. was like a I think I can speak. We're not doing that, right? No. And it, the, the WCW Saturday Night debuts, and it's basically presented as if it was Jesse the Body Ventura's idea. Yeah. Remember, he says, like, play that music I, I gave you or whatever. And he's got, and the show opens with, like, he's supposed to be holding the camera. And it's, mm -hmm. so yeah, we're just rebranding the show. Yeah. But I actually think that's a perfect opportunity that, like, the first edition of WCW Saturday Night, you can see. The full match, what happened yes, between Arn yes. and Bobby and Sting and Brett. Yeah. So that's the uh that's the hook for the first WCW Saturday night is we're showing you that full we're we're showing you the dusty angle. Mm -hmm. You know, see what happened to Dusty Rhodes and the Omni. Um so yeah, so we're so it's WCW Saturday night. Long story short. <laughs> um so yeah, we did uh, the Steiner brothers and Bagwell defeated the Young Pistols and Sergeant Buddy Lee Parker. Um, you may recall that Bagwell is one half of the World Championship Wrestling United States Tag Team Champions, but his partner Jushin Thunder Liger is currently not available to us as he's working in Japan. Um, Johnny B. Bad, who's a young up-and-coming wrestler that Manny's never heard of, defeated uh, the Taylor Made Man, who is certainly not a young and up-and-coming wrestler. Um, Ricky Steamboat and Barry Windham defeated Rick Rude and Steve Austin. God damn. Uh, Hoopers. That's right. Steamboat ducked Medusa's swing of... Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. And Austin got hit with the phone. Yep. Steamboat got the pin. Uh, Bret Hart defended his title successfully against Brian Pillman. They shook hands afterwards. Mm -hmm. um, we had Larry Zbysko versus Ricky Morton. Oh. Um, this was kind of a so the story here was was Paulie was kind of making it seem like Zabisco's spot in the Dangerous Alliance was going to be taken by Brett the Hitman Hart. Um, Paulie then did he actually help? Yeah, yeah. So he helps, um, and then Robert Gibson makes his triumphant return. Mm -hmm. um, this brought the whole Omni to their feet. Tears were shed. Um, the Rock and Roll Express are back. Yep. Um, Big Josh and Ron Simmons defeated Abdullah the Butcher and Cactus Jack by countout when Cactus Jack and Abdullah just started fighting each other. Um, 
to the crowd. Uh, Vader beat Mr. Hughes soundly. Um, Factual. And then in the main event, Bret Hart revealed himself to be Sting's partner after Dustin Rhodes left the building with his father, who was brutally attacked by the Dangerous Alliance. They wrestled Arn Anderson and Bobby Eaton for 27 minutes um, in a match that the Oracle Wrestling gave four and a quarter, if I remember right. <laughs> yeah, um, I think so. <laughs> so, yeah, the, uh, he was very excited about the Stinger splash that, that mm-hmm. Sting hit, got great height on it. Um, yeah, we did the, we did I, we did the full dusty finish on this, which I yes, forgot about. So yeah, so we had the moment of, of Brett and Sting celebrating with the tag titles, but it was reversed. Mm-hmm. This was because Brett doesn't have the rules yet, right? Yeah, Brett threw Arn Anderson over the top rope. Um, then Anderson he jumped him from behind. They were interrupted by Wyndham and Steamboat. So the show ended with Brett, Barry, yep. Ricky, Sting standing yep. triumphant. Um, so that brings us to April of 1992, Clash of the Champions 19. Um, yep, we got big decisions to make today. We do. We also we got to address some issues with the roster. It's it's getting kind of shallow. We got a lot of open spots on the roster. Um, for those of you who have haven't been here since the first episode, we have a we have a cap of 50 active wrestlers on our roster, um, but we're sitting at. 42 right now mm-hmm. um, and we're going to lose someone else this month because pn news's contract is up and i do not <laughs> believe we'll be renewing that um, so basically yeah. we've got nine act open spots on the roster you know we don't want to bring in nine people at once but we do need right. to start looking for opportunities this is also you know we can maybe sign some guys and not debut them yet you know start to figure out where we want to go with them so just i think we need to get ready for rest of war we're going to need some warm bodies because our top 10 guys are going to be catered for. Yeah. Um, so I think that's where we want to be, especially looking in that direction next month, you know? Because that's one thing I will say. And I, I knew this, but I kind of forgot it until we did this project. I love this this era of WCW, but the roster is very top heavy. Yeah, especially with the bottom, Dangerous Lions angle. Yep. That yeah. bottom half of the roster, man. Mm. A lot of those guys are not any good. Yep. Um, or if they are good, they're just not interesting at all. Um, but I've got a long list of names. Some of which you I do? Don't even, yes. That's what I did for the half hour before we did this show today. Um, oh, my God. My my interest level in them varies, but I list okay. anyone who seems somewhat intriguing as a possibility. Um, mm-hmm. Would you like to go for this list now or later? Yeah, let's do this now. Okay. Uh, why not? Meach um, <laughs> 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 said, WCW signing talent and putting them on ice. That was a monthly manly. <laughs> okay, so I there's one that I I actually got immediately. I this is one I want to do, and I don't know where how you feel about this team. Okay. Um, and now I gotta hold on. I don't want to confuse myself here because one of them. This is a WWF tag team. Oh, it's not. Oh God. Hold on one second. I apologize, folks. I just want to make sure I... Because basically what happens here is one of them has already left the WWF. They left in February. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm both okay. anxious and intrigued. Okay. So yeah. there's there's a tag team in the WWF called the Orient Express. Mm-hmm. Now, when they're not in the WWF, they're called Bad Company. 
Yeah. This is the team of Pat Tanaka and Paul Diamond. Yes. Now, Pat Tanaka has left the WWF. He leaves the WWF in February of 1992. So he's a free agent. Um, Diamond stays for a while. He actually replaces Max Moon in that gimmick when Conan leaves. But he's not doing anything right now. So I think it's believable that if, you know, Tanaka called him and said, bro, we can go to WCW, like, he's going to give his notice. And this is back when you give your notice and they're going to let you go. I mean, unless you're like a top guy. Mm-hmm. So what I'm looking at here is we've got, this is where I'm going in my mind. Cause I, this is, this is a signing I actually want to do. So I've got a plan. Okay. I want to bring them in. I mm-hmm. don't know how you feel. Do you like this team? Yes, you, I do. Okay. I want to, I want them to win the U S tag belts. And then I want them to feud with the Steiner brothers. Like yeah, I'm that was where I was going to. Yeah. yeah, so I'm I'm like I'm going all in on bad company. Like they, to me, they're winning the tag. They're one of those U.S. belts that's clashed. Like they'll come in, they'll come in and meet. They're like well, immediately they'll jump Bagwell probably. Even though I guess that's kind of we did that last month. Um, like they debut by jumping Bagwell. Liger returns. We can even mm-hmm. do like we didn't even know he was in the United States type thing. Right. And so then we do Liger and Bagwell versus Bad Company. At Clash of the Champions. So that I guess I'm, I'm, I'm already booking one of our it. matches, but I'm for it personally. I like right. the team quite a bit. So I, I figured you would. Yeah. I've I mean I've seen them, I've actually seen them more as as Orient Express than I have as bad company, but I'm sure Me they're too. fucking awesome. Um, and we need some we need opponents for the Steiners because they're frozen out right now. Yeah, and we can I mean you know, we can. I imagine we end up putting those U.S. tag belts on the Steiners, but maybe not. Um, yeah, probably. I I know U.S. tag belts are a project you like. I'm mm-hmm. not opposed to the idea of getting them on the Steiners and then doing a big unification match in the fall. Yeah, we'll see. But, we'll see. Okay, so we're gonna bring in Pat Tanaka and Paul Diamond. Mm-hmm. They immediately become our number two heel <laughs> tag team because that was the Freebirds, and we don't like them, so that was kind of a indeed. Um, that was an issue for us. So let me. We need to figure out the birds. They just do. They've just lost on TV every time we've used them. Really. Yeah, that's okay. So we've added, we've added two people. Um, we already know we're getting rid of PN News. I don't even think we need to. No, yeah, he's done. So we got nine spots open. That takes us down to seven. Again, we don't need to go right to fifty right now. All right, just, of course. Um, all right. All right. So I'm just going to start throwing some names out. Hmm. Um, so what I did is I just went to TEW, and I basically did a filter, and I did to hire, so I knew who was kind of open. Some of them are probably not really as open as maybe they would have been. And I looked at guys who had rankings in that top 500, because if they don't, clearly they're not ready yet. They're not good enough to mm. – um, now, again, this is only one person's opinion, but it's better than anything else we got. So, <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> so here's some names. Um, okay. Terry Gordy is still a big one for me. Um, just because I also feel like we could reunite him with the birds, not as like a trio, but like as, as a group, um, where Gordy's kind of the main guy and Hayes can kind of cut the promo for him. And, you know, um, so Gordy's out there, he's only 30. Um, we've talked about, we've talked about Bam Bam Bigelow already. Um, we've Jeff Jarrett, he's, he's 24. He's not, he's probably not fully ready, but he's not. That almost happened around yeah, this time. Yeah, he wouldn't be out of place, I don't think, either. Um, I would like to bring Jeff Jarrett in. Okay. 
Um, I think you look at our babyface side. I mean, yeah, in terms of young, fiery babyface, I certainly like him more than Bagwell, Bad, Z-Man, Brad Armstrong. Yeah. I mean, he would have to be a babyface, though, which is – we are. I do think we're light on heels, which is – We are. So. That's why Gordy's another one where, man, he moves – Gordy probably slots in right behind Vader as our number yeah. six heel. Because um, right now our number six heel is Abdul the Butcher, who we're not even keeping long-term, so um, – and we have all oh, we pretty much booked him as a joke anyway. All right, so Jarrett. Um, but neither of us really like the Gordy and Williams tag team, so I don't think we're interested in doing that. Still, um, so we haven't really got a room. Like, you have yeah. to book them a certain way, you know? Well, that's the other thing. We got a 50 man limit, and all of a sudden we've got nine tag teams right now. Um, yeah. Now, that's a little misleading because Bagwell and Liger are a temporary team. Um, but still, we got a lot of teams right now. Okay, um, so what we'll do is to balance this out, like someone like Jarrett will take slow. Yeah. Bad company again, putting an angle right away. So oh, yeah. We don't, we don't want to swarm the audience with new faces. It's too much. No. Yeah. We're well, not Jarrett even... will do slow. But some of these, um, some of these, I just want to kind of like, we'll just talk through. Yeah. Okay. And we'll have an idea of, okay, maybe this is a guy we bring in here in the future. Okay. okay. Um, Chris Adams is an interesting one to me. Um, mm-hmm. He's still good in '92. Um, it's interesting though because his he does a lo- he did a long feud with Austin, and I'm wondering if there's a way we can. You know, this is obviously would have to be after Wrestle War. Yeah, but I'm really interested in like bringing that Adams Austin feud. To- I think yeah, we should explore that for the TV title after the War Game. Yeah, match. Um, this is in Eddie Gilbert. I'm um, a fan. Yeah, man, he's now obviously there's issues is, with Eddie Gilbert. Yeah, what's he up to in 1992? Right, he's in global. He's like a Booker. Mm-hmm. He's got he's important there. So I mean, we it would be one of those if, like if we brought Eddie Gilbert and he'd still be working in global, which that happened back then. Um, he's an interesting one, but obviously, obviously there's other issues with them too. But we don't with what we're doing here. I guess we don't. Really I think worry about we that. should only go in that direction when we have a real idea for him. Though. Right. You agree? I agree. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We don't just bring him in and bring him in. Um, yeah. Eddie Guerrero. Yeah. Um, he's, he's ready for TV, right? We're in April, Meech. Um, Fatu. That's an interesting one. Um, hmm. Yeah. He's, he's hasn't gone to WWF yet, but he's, I think he goes soon. Um, we could do some interesting things with him. That would be – he would need a manager. Yeah, that's the only uh, thing. I don't think they were – I don't think they was a smash hit in their late 80s run there, right? I think – Yeah. seems a little bit unlikely that, it'd be coming, that, that even one of them would be coming back, you know? Right. Uh, there's Valentine, who I don't think we really want to bring in. But, no. again, he is – I mean, I mean honestly, being honest, he's better than – yeah, yeah, I'm happy he's – I just don't want to push him. Right, but when I look at our hillside, I mean, he's a guy who can give us him ring, and like, he's solid, you know. Like, he's just so fucking beat by this point, man. He just right. looks like he looks like a shell of himself, you know. Like, but yeah, I'm not against it. Um, there's Kevin Sullivan, who I'm not necessarily a big fan of, but no, I'm good. I mean, that's a that's a guy who certainly exists. Um, He'll be trying to try our legal pads. I of course have put this guy on the list which is Kevin Von Erich. Um, I'm not going to campaign for it. I'm just saying he's out there. 
Um, Let's so, just wait until we run Texas and then we'll cross it. Yeah. Um, Paul Orndorff, one of Bob's faves. Um, he's in Smoky Mountain right now. Um, there's Paul Roma. Um, Hanson. Maybe we can yeah. do something with. Um, obviously, he wouldn't have come back, but you know, it's a new day now. We're running a different company now. So, problem we can... with Hanson is we've got our new Japan partnership. Yeah. You wouldn't leave Baba. So then you'd be, you know, uh, well, politics would be too hard to overcome. That's true. Which, yeah. Um, again, there's not a spot for them now, probably especially since we're heel heavy on the tag side, but in the heavenly bodies, Stan Lane and Tom Pritchard. The other mm-hmm. flaw there is is Cornette's their manager, and I don't want to bring Cornette in. Um, Fair. I know that, I mean, he came back in WCW, and I know I'm not pretending right. he wasn't a great manager, but I just don't want to talk about Jim Cornette on this show all the time. Yeah. Um, also, we're, we're pushing poorly a lot, and that's just yeah. those two are well and more. There's uh, Dr. Death, who, again, I don't want to do that tag team, but maybe he's a singles. Um, and then the other one that, that actually is interesting to me, even though I don't, I know he's a dick, but it's the Patriot. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't, there's no one else I'm like locked in on. I do think we should bring Gordy in um, with the birds. Not, it doesn't need to be this month. Um, I'm going to bring him in down the line. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think we should reunite. I, I don't want to make the fabulous Freebirds like a, a top tag team. Mm-hmm. But I think make I think you can do a dynamic where Gordy's kind of an, an upper mid card guy, and Hayes is, is his talker, and and then they still kind of exist as a tag team, but they're not that right. important. But then sometimes you do a trios where Gordy teams with them, and then they are important. Mm-hmm. Like they're basically they're Gordy's lackeys. Yeah, yeah, I'm not but against it. it. I, yeah. I'm, I'm not against it. Like, the thing is, it's definitely something we need to do, and we're when we're ready to push him because right. he's not. You know, obviously he's factored in a way in Japan where he wouldn't come in and just kind of be a guy. Yeah. That's the that's where we have to find the space. Um, They're in all Japan too, but yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. You'd kind of have to because I know that was a real issue, right? Was that was like there's so many politics at play with that run. Um, yeah. So for this month, bad company are going to come in and do an angle and work and be a, obviously going to be a full time. I'm saying they're going to be a part of like the thick of things right away. Yeah, and I would like us to do a sort of steady. In I actually think. I would quite like us to have Jeff's debut be a promoted match on the Clash. Yeah, that works. I would like us to do like TV vignettes about his family's history in the industry and his legacy, you know, the tradition oh, of the Jarrett family. Yeah, yeah. And we can build to like he made because for those of you that have never seen a Clash, a Clash is not like five main event matches. It's like there's always squash matches and showcases. That's always how it worked. Now, we don't have to do it exactly the way they did it, but I do think it makes more sense to like, you know, there should be a couple of showcase matches in the Clash. It's not a pay-per-view, you know? The best way to describe the Clash of Champions, in my opinion, is at the time, it was a big deal. But if you look back on it now, basically what Clash of Champions is is a weekly TV show that we get now. Right, Now, I mean, obviously, they don't do... They don't do squashes on TV anymore, but right. it, the bit the the big thing with the clash back then is it was a live show, and it mm-hmm. was a special. Yeah, and you did get you got two or three big matches, but a lot of the show was filler. Yes, which we will give those big matches clearly. I mean, we've already got one locked yeah. in. So, but um, I would like Jarrett's debut to be. So I think we should those two guys for this month. You call cool with that? 
Yeah. Okay. Um, the other thing. So, um, right now we've got we've got five heel teams, which is the well, Anderson Eaton. We got Bad Company. We got the Freebirds. We got the Young Pistols, and we got DDP Diamond Dallas and, and Polly, which we still haven't got a name for. Um, and on the on the babyface side, if you don't count Bagwell and Liger because they're temporary, yeah, we've got the Steiners, we got the Rock and Roll Express, and we got the Patriots. But we've um, also got like four babyface all star combos. Yeah, we got those all star combos. Dustin's team, Dustin is team with Wyndham and Steamboat in real life, and in our universe is team with Steam. Yeah, <laughs> so Dustin That's has true. free tag teams on our roster. <laughs> We're also we've got the loose team of. See, it's, it's hard because I'm looking at the roster and I'm like, you know, we 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 don't have enough heels. We don't. I would like I'm to also, do some terms. Because you know, we're kind of we're kind of loosely been doing this Benny Vegas and Diamond Stud thing. Yeah. And I'm just wondering if they should be a babyface tag team. Because it's kind of kind of like that, yeah. like a comedy kind. You know what I mean? Like a. Hmm. I just don't know. Because look, this is my opinion. I think they could have done something with them. Both those guys have, like, I watch those Vinny Vegas promos and they're fucking funny to me. Um, I think Nash would have figured that out if they just, you know, let him talk more. And, you know, right. you know plus, we, I mean, what are we going to do with them as heels? They're, if they're going to be a comedy act, which is kind of what they are, like, you can do more with them as a comedy act as a babyface team. So what are you, what, what presentation are you looking for them as kind of like cool guys? Yeah. Just like, I mean, yeah. I guess comedy is not the right word, but you know, like, I mean, honestly, kind of like they were as the outsiders where they were kind of, now they're like not doing a more, like the, yeah, like a lighthearted edition more than, yeah. And they're of, not, yeah. and they're not doing like the insider shit, but you know what I mean? Like that kind of attitude, like just two cool right. guys. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying we're going to make them the champions or anything. I mean, but... I prefer that than them being heels because yeah. I'm much more comfortable putting them with Arn and Eaton than I am with the Steiners. You know, yeah. that's the thing. It's like, so, that's, so I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm fine with that. Yeah. I'm going to put them because we don't even really have to turn them because we all they've been doing is squash matches. We just, when they do a feud, the first feud they do needs to be with heels. We do need to turn some people heel now, though. Yeah. Oh, I agree. Um, now, Big Josh. My eyes are glued on him right now. Yeah. Big Josh is a spare part as a baby face, and I think could be one of our lead workers as a heel, quite frankly, as an in-ring guy. Very good mechanically. Um, that, I think Ron can, Simmons and Big Josh I was going to say, way, he, yeah. he can turn on Ron, and then we got a story for both of them. Okay. Um, well, that's, that's something we need to tackle because that needs to happen. Um, okay. What have we done with Johnny B. Bad thus far? Um, because he's bit, he was a heel about three months ago in real life. Yeah, have we used him? Yeah, he beat well, he beat Taylor, he beat Terry Taylor at the showdown. Um, I want to say he was on, let's see what he did at Super Bowl. This is part of the reason we have this website because we wouldn't remember this stuff either. LNGWCW.com, folks. Yes, um, he wasn't on Super Bowl. Right, I think we, I think we, immediately put him in a program with Pillman where he's just a dick. I don't think that would be a big stretch at all to have him switch. We need to flip some guys, man. I could do, I could live with that. Let me, 
because they did that segment at Clash in November. So it's the same. You could do that dynamic without the racism. That's true. Do we put him back? Do we put Teddy Long back with him? Well, because we don't have anything to do for Teddy. Can go with um, Teddy with bad company. I thought about that. Yeah. <laughs> That's gonna be. Yeah, let's do that. Let's do. I thought about. I did. I actually thought about that. That my one hesitation with that was like this fucking nuts. Yeah, it's just the presentation. I get. There'd be a way you could present that. Yeah. That would. I'm talking about when they come in, where people would expect doom, and then it's bad company. <laughs> but you just don't have to do it that way, you know. What you I mean? can't. Like, yeah, you can't do yeah. it where he's promising the team. It has to be the other way right. around, where he's just watching on when they do it, and it's like, oh shit, Teddy's just you know, Teddy's got a new team in the, in the territory. Yeah. Um, All right. So we're okay. So we got some there. balance. We've done some nice job rebalancing things there. All right. Um. Okay. We'll figure out where these turns fit into Clash, right, as we book. But just so everyone's following along at home, Bad Company are in the Territory. Jeff Jarrett is in the Territory. In very different ways, I want to stress again, if you're watching the TV show, there would not be any overlap in new faces. They'd be presented right. completely differently because one's going to shoot an angle and the other is going to have a slow, like a, a build-up to their debut and be presented as a big deal that way. So different approaches to make sure it's different. Because Matt and I have watched enough old wrestling and I know they would not throw, they would not just be like, here are 10 new wrestlers signed, you know, right. like, so we're going to do that differently. We're looking at a big Josh Ron Simmons program, which I like for multiple reasons. A, we need to switch big Josh. B, bro, it gives Ron Simmons something to do. And I actually think they have some nice matches. They're physical guys, you know? Yeah. And so Johnny B. Bad is honestly not even really going to turn as much. He's just going to be a dick to Brian Pillman and we'll just lean him that way. And he'll, he'll be a heel quite comfortably, I think, so. All right, so let's let's revisit our depth chart. Yeah. Because we've actually we've totally balanced it here. Yeah. All right. So on the babyface side right now, mm-hmm. number one babyface is still Sting. Oh. In in big picture. Or tr- Brett's the number one babyface at this moment. But, but Sting's ugly. He's the franchise. Sting's the franchise, yeah. Um Brett's number two babyface, Steamboat three, Wyndham four, Dustin five. Now that three through five is very yeah, they're interchangeable. Yeah. yeah. Um, six is Ron Simmons. Yep. Um, seven is Pillman. Yep. And then we got a big drop because then it's Van Hammer, Z-Man, Brad Armstrong. It's the same way on the heel side. So now on the heel side, number one's Rick Rude. Two is Austin. Three, Cactus Jack. Um, we actually need to change this because right now I've got four is Zabisco and five is Vader. I think we can flip those now. Yeah, we can flip those. Um, we could probably, Vader probably goes above Cactus too, right? Yeah, Vader's three. Okay, so Vader's three. Um, Cactus four, Zabisco five, Big Josh would come in at six. Yep. Jo- Johnny B. Bad seven. Yep. Um, Taylor Made Man eight. Eight. Buddy Lee Parker nine. Thomas Rich ten. Thomas Rich will probably get above him. We need probably can do a little bit with him. He had a um, TV program last month. Jeff Jarrett actually will slot in at eight on the babyface side. So he'd go right below Pillman. Um, and then again, we're going to, we know we're going to bring in a couple heels later in the summer. So that's going to, Mm-hmm. That'll help that. Um, and then we've got right now is kind of we're under contract where they're not really on the depth chart. Um, we've got Junkyard Dog, Mr. Hughes, and Abdullah the Butcher. Um, Mr. Hughes, we just got off TV because we're gonna we're gonna repackage him. I think mm-hmm. um, Junkyard Dog is is washed, but we'll we'll use him sparingly. Abdullah, we're just running out the time on his deal. 
Um, we're still going to use him. I mean, we, we we're going to. He's working with Vader on this, isn't he? Yeah, and then we're going we're going to do. I think. Cactus, yeah, May, beaten, right? May is yeah. his last month, Cactus, and that'll yeah. be his last match as Cactus. Yeah. Um, and then on the tag team side, um, Babyface, the Steiners, then the Rock and Rolls. Right now, Bagwell and Liger are three, but that's temporary. Um, the WCW Patriots, and then uh, Benny Vegas and Diamond Stud, um, which we need to come up with a name with for them. Mm-hmm. Um, on the heel side, right now, the top team is the Dangerous Alliance team of Arn and Bobby. Um, they're honestly in my, I mean, obviously we're going to do some stuff with Arn, but to me, Bobby and Arn are a long-term tag team. They're a full-time team. Yeah. Um, whatever happens with the Alliance, I feel like we're going to keep them together. Um, number tag- two with a bullet, bad company. Um, three, the free birds for the young pistols. That's probably, that's probably interchangeable there. I kind of like the pistols more than the free birds. Um, then our number five. I mean, your boys are probably free now. Paige and Holly. Yeah. All we're right. giving them we're giving them squash wins, bro. I mean, that's true. We're probably going to put them in a program here in the next couple months. You know, like we ain't yeah. like the other guys are just kind of part of the squad. We're actually trying to feature them. So, yeah, I mean, right. I like the pistols, but you know, yeah, I'm going to put the pistols at four and the freebirds at five. And they've now. got um, Alexandra York too. Yeah, the freebirds will probably move up a little bit when Gordy comes back, mm-hmm. just because by association they kind of move up the card a little bit. Um, yep. All right, so that's where we stand. Um, the roster after our additions plus the subtraction of PN News, we are now at 44. We have six open spots. Um, so, yeah, we, we got more guys. We'll do some more. So, I mean, we're, we're losing Abby next month, so that's another spot. Um, then we don't really have – we don't have any other contracts to address till August after that, so we'll be kind of settled a mm-hmm. little bit. Um, so, yeah, that's where things stand in the company. That's where that's what I was, you know. We these first couple shows have been kind of short. I knew it was going to get a little bit longer because we got to like address the state of the territory every month now. Yeah, both for for the audience' sake and for our own sake. Um, but now we can dive into booking Clash of the Champions, Enforcer versus Hitman, Chattanooga, the- Tennessee, Tuesday, April twenty eighth, nineteen ninety two. Live on TBS. The big men are back. Yes. All right. So um, the way we were presenting the Omni show was that basically the Dangerous Alliance, after rattling WCW in a major way when that's finally on the ropes, you know, the WCW had struck back in major fashion. And I actually think beyond just the pervert dream match element for myself, I actually think it's insanely in character for On Anderson to step forward at this point in time. For the Dangerous Alliance. Oh, absolutely. Um, the idea of the announcers putting over what I just said and Arn Anderson walking out solo, walking onto the set solo, and Shivani giving it like a sell, like, whoa. <laughs> like, the enforcer's here and there's no Paulie, there's no Larry, there's no Eaton. And on, and he, and anyone who's ever seen Arn Anderson talk, what I'm about to say is like the most easy thing to imagine ever would paint that picture he painted so many times of like, who has he always been in these factions, you know? And he would maybe maybe do a little four just to throw up because that, that was always a thing he would do. He'd allude to, to yesteryear with the four horsemen. He's always been the steady, the consistent guy, right? He's the guy who like, when things were turbulent, when things were getting crazy with the horsemen, Arm was always the one who was steady and 
I think we have Arn come on TV the following week after the Omni and say, I'm going to write the ship for Dangerous Alliance and Bret Hart, I want you. And I would actually, I think, as I've said, you know, on the last time, I think we have in reference there, like, brief history. Yeah. You know, and the idea of, like, we were we were here to the top tag team wrestlers in the world, but you you were the guy who felt the need to have the glitz and the glamour of being the of being a star, you know, being I never needed that, but you know I can still beat you. Because that was Arn's thing. Arn was he never pursued that. That was not who he was, you know. I think the other well I guess this part doesn't work because they're like there's part of me in my head who wants to like the natural thing is like I don't you could, you'd have to play it the right way, but the idea of like this is my home, you don't belong here. Yeah. Yeah. But the problem is like they're trying to put WCW out of business. So. Yeah, I would I'd probably I'd probably only leave that to like slight references rather yeah. than being the main but I do do you definitely can see what I'm saying though, right? In oh, absolutely, like, yeah. Like the on always presented it as he was not champion because he didn't care to be. He wanted to be part of a unit. Yeah, and the idea of him like almost resenting that Brett became that guy after they dance as tag team wrestlers, I think is pretty cool. And I really like the idea of the visual of on, well, maybe with like some battle wounds too from the match, walking on TV solo. Because yeah. the reason the reason the announcers would sell that is like this is now enemy territory for him, and he has no backup. Mm-hmm. He's the enforcer; he don't give a fuck, you know. Like he's. He's here to make a challenge. And then I think what we do is we can give him some singles wins across our 12 tweet TV shows over the next couple of weeks. Right. And then Brett can simply accept the challenge. I asked my, that'd be my setup. If you, any tinkering, no, I'm, I'm happy I'm, to hear. But I'm, I, I, I like, are we, are we going to really emphasize that like Arn doesn't want their help with this? Cause that also gets us out of a bunch of dangerous Alliance beatdowns all month. And you know what I mean? Like, it's oh, really hard. I know. Um, I don't know how you, because you know we would have to emphasize like he's not leaving the group. He's not. He just. I'm gonna take care of this problem on my own. Because hmm. there's I a lot of so, interesting. Yeah. There's some, a lot of interesting things at play here because we're leading. You know, we're getting closer to Wrestle War. Yeah. And we're getting closer to not de-emphasizing the Dangerous Alliance, but but changing them. Yeah, and I, it's like you kind of wonder: Do you want? Do you want to see? You want to plant some seeds of like you know, Arn wants to do this on his own. Um, maybe Rick's not happy that Arn's getting the world title match. Um, maybe Rick Rude interferes in the match after Arn said he didn't want any help. Um, you know, we don't want to blow the team up. We just want to. You know, we want to, like, show some cracks. I think one thing we could do is, like, what you just said is unspoken. And then in a TV main event, we give on, like, a big win against one of our three through five babies. You know, one of them guys. And it's won by a rude interference. And in the post-match, they're, like, real triumphant. And Arn's kind of understated. And it's kind of like, I didn't didn't need you to beat Ricky Steen, whoever it is, Ricky. Yeah. and then, yeah. you know, and then that can kind of, without it becoming the centerpiece of the storyline, it can be clear leading to Clash that he doesn't want help. Right. So then when he loses clean in the middle, it's like both sides are crushed by that because Arn's obviously bummed out that he wasn't, he was, his belief was completely false. 
But the Dangerous Alliance kind of resent that he took it that way because he couldn't get the job done. You know, right. Rude could do a great job of sliding one of them into his promos. Um, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves because this is legitimately like nine months away. But I, to me, Arn is the main, is like a, a massive cog when when it's time for Flair to come back. Yeah. Because to me, there are certain guys in the Dangerous Alliance who could be part of a new horseman. And mm. the idea of like a civil war kind of deal I think is really interesting. So the idea that we can we start very slowly training the audience, not training really, but just encouraging the audience to like, you know, yeah. the WCW audience always respected on, always right. like, and I think in, I think leaning into that is good. Yeah, I like. Yeah, that. I think we basically I think what we're we're trying to what we want to or we what we want to do is we want to move the Dangerous Alliance away. I'm talking about after May yeah. of being an actual like unit. And they more mm-hmm. become like individuals who are part of a group, yeah. Um, so that we can start to break things off and start to, you yeah. know, I don't want it to be stupid where it's like, why didn't this guy? Help? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. But we, there should be some elements of like Rick and Arn don't like each other. Um, you maybe Austin. Obviously, we're definitely going to do the thing eventually where Austin's going to be like, I'm tired of being the third guy, and you know, mm-hmm. or whatever. You know, I'm tired of being. Um, that's actually a really interesting way we could go with things because that's. Sure. I definitely like the idea of the end of this wrestle war it being like not only is Larry gone from the group, but the idea that like Arnhem Rude kind of collectively con- like gets the you know decision they need to stay out of each other's business for better you know for, for yeah. the sake of the alliance. Um, that's pretty. I think mean, that's good. Yeah, they're also Paul- an ill fit, and it's they're just a weird you know yeah. like. And Paul's going to be gone for a while because that's going to, yeah. so that'll kind of give us the ability to let things fall apart. But it also gives us the ability to to have them suddenly come back together mm-hmm. in a big moment and be, you yeah. know, a menace again. All right. I so agree. so basically, what we got is following TV on on promo uh, on t- TV promo solo lays out what I just said. Get some wins on TV. In the meantime, Brett's the next week should respond and accept, right? For Clash. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, Brett shouldn't turn, I mean, Brett shouldn't even. Are we on board with um, doing the TV main event deal with it? You know, I kind I think, of pivoted from what your pitch was. I think it should be Barry. Yeah. Because I think Steamboat's going to work with Steve for the TV title, right? Because, yeah. yeah. And Barry had a really solid win against um, Larry. So it's yeah. not like we've not been, like, we gave him like an emphatic win, you know? Plus, there's so, something cool that we can, you know, it's Arn versus Barry. We can play, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Um, JR can cook on commentary during that. For sure. And considering all of the subplot about like Arn's place in factions, him wrestling mm-hmm. Barry Windham is pretty sweet. Yeah. Um, so Rudy's going to interfere in that. And Arn is going to kind of push them away. Now, this is where we we have to try our best to like paint this picture the, the way we would like it to look and it's hard to do so because it's a complete fantasy but this would not be like super showy no this would be the most on Anderson ever where he kind of it doesn't feel like he wants to leave the group it's just like he's a little bit peeved at the idea that he needed help to be Barry Windham you know right just a proud even though he's a, a heel and a piece of shit he's still a proud wrestler um so he's going to push them away and want to go solo at Clash. Okay. That works out perfectly too, Joe, because what we've just stumbled into mm-hmm. is we is we can do Barry versus Rude for the US title at, at Clash. 
There we go. <laughs> I actually was mad. I, I feel like we should have done that last show, and then I thought, no, it's perfect for Clash. Because I was thinking, oh, Barry won against Larry. We should have done that last. When we got done, I was thinking, oh, we should have done that. And I was like, no, it's perfect for the Clash. We'll do it then. Yeah. Um, okay. So, Arn and Brett, anything else on that build? What about Brett's usage? He's not going to make any defenses on TV, right, until this Clash. Because he wanted to be no, special. No, right? just, yeah, we'll just, uh, you know, I mean, he would probably do a couple squashes because the champs yeah. still did that back then. Um, yeah. yeah, just be, you know, promos and interviews and. We'd probably do a big we'd probably close that first TV with a big group promo too, right? Team yeah. WCW. Yeah. Oh, that's a good idea. Cause we yeah, we really want to hammer hammer home sting kind of uh endorsing Brett. Yeah. Um, that's perfect. So that that first TV is gonna be kind of you know, there's gonna be a lot of recapping and then we'll let the guys cut their promos, which is I mean, that's classic old school TV. Yeah. Um and Brett can accept there, so that's fine. Um all right, so I think that's us covered on Arn and Brett's build, right? Right. Very, you know, just just steady. Let Arn's promos kind of tell the story, which I think is saying that is always a winning formula. So, um, perfect. Okay. Now, should we move now? Because I, mean, I don't think we have a lot to do with this. So, Rude and Wyndham. Right. We basically just did the build to that. Yes. Um, it should be noted... So that I can, when I do my write-up, I'll try and make this clear. So, Rude, um, obviously, is the US champion for that belt, but it, we should probably make, like emphasize that Barry is also on a roll going into the arm match. Yeah, so that it's clear that he also has momentum. So it's not just like a loser prize, right? Um, and you know, Barry's Barry's right flying. He's they won at Clash. Uh, sorry, at Omni, he beats the Biscuit Super Brawl. So Barry's on a roll. Obviously, Rude is the US champ, so we don't really have to overthink that part of it. Um, that's that's really that's cut and dry, right? That's, that's a winning for yeah. that, isn't it? Yep. Because they're already feuding; they're already part of the team, the faction war. Um, okay, so we've got thus far, folks, on Clash. Now, Matt, do you know the general match time on a Clash? We're looking at about fifty-eight minutes. Okay, so we've got Arn and Brett, and we've got Rude and Wyndham. Um, really. We're doing Bad Company and Bagwell Liger. Yeah. Okay, let's just lock that in, actually, while we're here. We're doing the Jarrett thing, but that won't be long. No, that'll be a couple minutes, yeah. Because all of the vignettes and stuff will be on TV anyway. So. Right. Um. Okay. Okay, so we got the tag, the US tag title match, which the setup for that was going to be um, Bagwell jumped by a Bad Company, right? Yeah, that's. I don't think that's how we debut Bad Company. Is that how we debut them? Or do we just have them... You know, I kind of think it is, yeah. Okay, so we just do we have Bagwell just win a match on TV and they jump the rail and um, and Teddy Long's with them. Teddy Long comes out from back from the back and he's kind of just watching as they beat down Bagwell, yeah. Um, I think that's then, what we do, yeah. And then, and then like the next, so that's like early in the build, and then we and then we kind of we have him do it again. Like they jumped the rail, mm. but this time Liger comes out, who we didn't even know was big you know sale. I mean? yep. Yeah, big sell. Liger Liger slides into the ring. They back off, mm-hmm. um, and then they just then Bachwinkle just books the match for the clash for the titles. So that is really, I mean, that's really our big matches, like in yeah. truth, because we want to give Arn and Brett really fifteen to twenty, right? Yeah, Rude and Wyndham needs. 
12 to 15, that range. Mm-hmm. 10 minutes for the for the tag, ty- tag title yeah. match. Like you're already looking like you're, you're getting up there, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, now, I would like to run Austin and Steamboat for the television title, but I think that's our television main event at some juncture. Yeah. The, the thing, I the one that jumps out to me that we need, I think we should do on this show is Sting versus Larry. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Because we got it. Sting's got to be on the show. Yeah. So then, should we do Austin and Sting on TV, time limit? And then the Clash will do the Larry match. Because, not sorry, not Austin. My bad. Austin and um, Steamboat. Steamboat, yeah. Because remember, Steamboat pinned him in the tag match? Yeah. And they could easily have a time limit draw. Like, that's not. Right. It's not a stretch at all. My bad. I didn't mean to say Sting. Um, but yeah, Sting and, and Larry, which we don't need to give time to, right? No, that's just that's basically a glorified Sting squash. Yeah. Um, the other thing I think we should do is I think we should... Uh, I actually think we should run back uh, Simmons and, and Josh versus Cactus and Abby. Um, mm. And they literally the same fucking thing should happen where they brawl into the crowd. But this time, Big Josh jumps Ron Simmons from behind and just beats the shit out of him. Um, That's interesting. Maybe we do a spot. Actually, what we could do is we could do a spot in the match where Ron hits Josh accidentally, you know, duck clothesline, something like that. And then, of course, Abby and Jack do their same horse shit. Because, again, that was on a house show. There's no reason we can't run the same Mm -hmm. match back on Clash. So they, they brawl out. They get the count out win. But then Josh just fucking decks Ron Simmons. And beats the shit out of him. I'm always happy to do an angle, yeah. I, I did want us to get... I did kind of want us to have Vader kill Abby on TV. But on the That's Clash, true. I mean. But I'm not let's, just do, let's, do, let's do Vader and Abby at WrestleWar. Okay. I, mean, I, I know you wanted to have Cactus beat him, so... We'll, we'll just have Cactus beat him on TV or something. I don't know. All right, let's do... Um, let's they do don't, we don't really have to blow that off. It's a goofy-ass story to yeah. begin with so yeah that's fair um okay or hmm the, the, the yellow legal pad has been picked up folks those of you listening it's always a clear sign of intent i'm interested because we could kind of play with cactus there because we could have vader kill abby and have cactus be mad about it even though they fucking hate each other they can do a heel match too yeah, and we do Cactus Invader. So, this is the big picture thing that we need to figure out. Is like, what is Brett doing June? Because I know that sounds like a dumb question now, but the problem is, is that it feels like Rick Rude is the answer. Yeah. And that's how Summer viewed. But if that's the case, we kind of need to get this UF belt off of him. So, like, I bring this up now because we're talking about Vader because Vader obviously in real life was the summer program for Sting. He won, he won the belt and he dropped it on Simmons the same summer, which obviously is a different timeline than what we're right. on. Um, That's interesting though because, man, Brett and Cactus could be fun. Yeah. I don't disagree with that. But is it a big enough match for Great American Bash? It's true. I don't know. Great American well, Bash is next, right? Yeah. Off the rest of War is next, right? So this is the kind of logic I hate, but I also kind of 
if we have Sting beat Rude for the U.S. title on that show, mm-hmm. then I don't think there's an issue with Brett and Cactus being the title match because we're getting we're getting the two Sting and Rude are the number one babyface, number one heel, and Sting's winning the U.S. title. Right. I don't think it matters. Yeah, I don't mind that. Um, so it's tough because I I almost would say Sting and Rude should be the main event, which I kind of hate doing that, but maybe it should be. Yeah. Mm. That'd be heat. Beach Blast. My apologies. That'd be Beach okay. Blast. Well, that makes yeah. So then I think yeah, that's what we do. Because then because then, the, then that then that frees the U.S. title up from Rude, so that we can get into the Rude and Brett program. Mm-hmm. And we Sting should. Be- but would we turn Rude around straight away and go straight to the Great American Bash? That's hard. That's the only thing. No. So that's the thing is we need. Is that we have two no. matches? We have so we have WrestleWar, Beach Blast, and Great American Bash. Do we do? Because I don't, I like the Cactus thing, but it does feel like a clash match to me. Yeah, that's fair. We could. I mean, we could. He is our number four heel. It's not like he's a. I know, but it's summer nineteen ninety two. You know, it's like. Well then, I think I think the answer, if it's not Jack, is is Terry Gordy. I think we should do a baby face match at Beach Blast. Dusty. I think, <laughs> I think, yeah, I think it should be. I actually don't think now. The more I'm pondering this, I don't think it makes sense that there's like too much hangover from Dangerous Alliance versus WCW on Beach Blast, WCW Beach Blast. <laughs> Because like the whole point of the war games match is that we should like let it cool for like a month. That's true. Least, you know. Yeah, so we, we should do, do a thing we where like do Sting Rude at Beach Blast. Let's do a thing where it's like we don't want to do Brett and Sting, obviously, but Steamboat and Brett babyface match. Ooh. You know what'd be interesting. Yeah. So, at Beach Blast in real life, of course, one of my favorite matches happened: Ricky Steamboat and Rick Rude Iron Man match. Giving that step to Brett and Ricky could be pretty sweet. Could, yeah. Now, you'd have to figure out like how to step. I think they could pull that off in a sports vibe, you know? Here's actually, oh, forget the Iron Man. Here's what I'm looking for. Okay, here's what I'm thinking. We're getting ahead of ourselves, folks, but you can't book month to month vacuum. Well, hold we on. Know where to put the gun. Hold yes? on. Yes? We've got something here. Yeah, I think we've got something. So what if, so what if Beach, what if we, Brett and Ricky, is a two match? Yeah, I think it can be. And the first match is a draw, and the second match is an Iron Man. Yeah. Yeah. That can work. I think we come out of war games, and the boys have a triumphant promo, and Brett says, the only question now is, what's next? And Ricky does the fucking, the old school, like, I, I just want to see, for the longest time, people consider me to be the best in the world. And I want to see if I can, I'm still that guy. There's only one way to find out, you know? And I think yeah. them two guys, neither of them are Ric Flair on the mic. Right. But I think they could pull off a sports straight-up presentation oh, if we want to see who the better yeah. wrestler is. And I don't think Ricky is so beloved in 1992 that it will hurt Brett at all. I don't think people will boo Brett. But Brett can absolutely lead the match as the de facto heel because Ricky's not going to be that, right? So it'll be like a babyface match, you know? Like high flick, exciting babyface match. Great main event for Beach Blast. And then we could do the the, the thing, um, the rematch you were saying. So, because then it gives us a chance to separate the dangerous and then we can go back to it, you know? Yeah. Because I'm thinking, I don't want to do Vader and Sting and this 
fast. No. But I, we do have to figure out something. <laughs> I'm, t- I, 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 I'm Terry Gordy, man. Yeah, that's why I think we do this thing, and then we can that lets us pivot Sting elsewhere too. Because that also then Sting, we can do some stuff with the birds. You know, we can we can, we can do keep some- Dustin attached to him. So then, like you could do like. You know, Sting and Dustin versus fucking, you know, Garvin and, and, and Gordy or, or whatever, you know. Or like Sting. The Steiners. Sting and the Steiners against. Yeah. Yeah. That's what or, I think that's where we're going. Or Sting and Rock and Roll Express. I think those are two summer programs for us to yeah. pencil in. All right. Oh, wait. You know, we said Sting versus, we said Sting versus Zabisco, but shouldn't we do. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't the Rock and Roll Express be like Zabisco and somebody? I was going to just give them a squash. Straight up okay. squash. Okay. You know, just because TV time-wise, I just think it's the best way to do it. Okay. Um, all right, so right now we've got Arn and Brett, Rude and Wyndham, Bad Company versus um, Liger and Bagwell. <laughs> Sting. Sting and Larry. Do we do? Do we give Larry? Larry would be so good at this. Let's not even do it a bit. Like, Larry Zabisco getting one win against Ricky Morton that was a complete horseshit win. Yeah, and immediately pivot into I am now challenging Sting. Yes, exactly. Hundred yeah. percent. Larry following Arn's lead and being, well, watch this. I'm going to take on the Stinger and getting the shit kicked out of him. He would be good at that, man. Yes, he would. He... <laughs> Paulie even being like, well, <laughs> <laughs> Paulie, Paulie doing the the visual. Well, hold on. Yeah. All right, that's good shit. Um, okay, we're doing, so we're doing Simmons and Josh. Yes. Yeah, which is going to be a like shorter version, even than what I did at fucking yeah. Germany, I think. Um, now the build to this is just, just an just, angle. Yeah, this is just literally a drought rerun. Like, yeah, we don't really need to advance this that much on the TV. Um, but the difference here is, correct me if I'm wrong, on what you pitch. But basically, before they do the brawl out pop. Um, Simmons is going to inadvertently hit Josh. Yes. And then when Simmons is is kind of reacting to the count out, Josh is selling the whole time, kind of looking oh, like perfect. With, yeah, with, with a little resentment, and then boom, he nails him when the when the match is done, which yeah. is obviously seconds later. Um, we'll piece that together more when we actually book the show itself. But in terms of build, you know, what we could do actually in the build just to give it a little little spice. We could have them score a couple of tag wins and in post-match promos run like talks world title. You know? Ooh, yeah. But they have a couple, they get like tags enhanced matches, but Ron never says like I want to challenge the dangerous alliance. He's always talking about, you know, I'd love to get a chance to share the ring with Bret Hart. Yeah, and fucking Josh is just standing there. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah, but like yeah. No, again, not like overselling, but just kind of right. you're kind of naturally like, well, that's weird. Yeah. Um that always okay. works too because it's like those are the best heel turns where it's like Ron didn't really do anything wrong, yeah. but it gives mm-hmm. like Josh can explain it and you'd be like, well, yeah, he's a dick, but I get it. <laughs> it's the Samoa Joe Finn Balor. Yeah. Um, okay. And we got the, we got the Jarrett squash. Yes. Which that'll be Tommy Rich. Yeah, we can do that. Fine. Um, They'd probably work well together. I'm sure they yeah. wrestled probably. Honestly, bro, we might even be best to like looking at our card. We might be best to go full fucking local for that, you know? Like, that's full. Fine. You got a preferred local for that job? 
Um, let me we look at this. I mean, we could do we could do Parker quite frankly. I don't give a fuck about Buddy Lee Parker's doing. Let me look at the Smoky Mountain roster because we're running fucking Chattanooga. So yeah. Because again, folks, this would not be uncommon at all that on the clash they would just be like a guy there to lose. That was very yeah. Um, and we're gonna do the same for the rock and roll, right? Joey Mags. Mags. God bless. That is exactly who it should be. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Jeff's gonna go over, uh, over Joey Mags. Rock and roll. Um, what are you thinking on that? Local guys, or should we have them beat um we could I don't have want them to beat the pistols, so they could beat the state patrol. We've been, we booked him. He, we booked him last month, even though he's yeah. not really on the roster. That's fine. Yeah, that can be. We'll we'll try not to do that again because we don't really need yeah. to anymore. Um, well, that one actually makes sense because he was in all like they were in all Japan. Right. I'm so just saying, like of, we have enough heel teams out. We probably don't have right. to go to that too often, right? Yeah. Um. So we have Arn and Brett, Rude and Wyndham, Bad Company versus Liger and Bagwell, Sting versus Larry Zbysko. Ron Simmons and Big Josh versus Abby and Cactus. Jeff Jarrett versus Jay Mags. Rock and Roll Express versus State Patrol. I think what the other thing we do here on this show is we do the big triumphant Dusty return and mm-hmm. promo with Dustin. I like that. Um, he should Dusty should be the one to be like rest award next month war games. He doesn't need to say who he doesn't even need to say who's in the match besides Dangerous Alliance next month. War games. God, that's based. I can't compete in it, but I know some guys who can. And he can come out with um he can come out with Dustin. Yeah. And quite frankly, I think we should have Ricky with him too. Yeah, because Ricky's not Cause yeah. it would make no sense for him to come out without any backup considering right. the last time he went, you know? Yeah, so it's it's um, it's uh Oh yeah, cool. this so there's I'm just picturing this in my head now. So Dusty, Dusty's like war. So basically, what we've done is now we've got Dusty in the corner, yeah. Like we've got Polly in the corner. But I'm picturing <laughs> this too is the Jesse the body should be the one doing this interview, Paul, because that kind of builds a little bit of tension, and he, you know, Jesse can sell. Um, yeah. So that's that's a big. That's our big because the class usually had one big. Segment had a big segment, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so that'll be the big like Dusty. Um, Dusty returns. In terms of other touches for the build, so we're going to do Jeff vignettes, right? Yes. Which I think could be really cool, actually. Now, there are some of you watching this that are very understandably saying, why the fuck is Jeff Jarrett coming in as a babyface? In 1992, he'd be a babyface. Oh, yeah. Once people get to know his personality and he can kind of grate on them, we can flip him. Mm-hmm. But he was a great babyface as a young guy. I mean, you've already told you told that story before, Matty, about getting real mad when he wrestled Jerry Lawler, Jerry right? Lawler, and he got, yeah. he got robbed, brother. Tell the... I don't want to bring Lawler in here for a number of reasons, but it fascinates me that they never brought him in. Yeah, it must there must have been some sort. There of had to be right because yeah. it's like you would, there'd be a little bit of oh, like Lawler would have done really well in WCW. It's you really think. weird how like we're gonna go. I mean, I know this is not the topic we're discussing, but like the mid nineties WWF is really weird in that like because of his presence and some of the guys that come in internally, it has like a distinctly un WWF feel at times, but it's still Vince trying to fit guys into his system, you know? It's 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 kind of Vince doing Memphis in a lot of ways. It's really interesting, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of my favorite era, like legitimately. And that sounds nuts. So whenever I say it, people are like, what? But whenever I'm, if I wanted to watch old WWF, I always go to that time period because it just pops me. 
You know, if they had a better roster, I think it would have been incredible. Yeah, which and sometimes they'd let Brett cook with like the sports presentation. Mm-hmm. It was always awesome. Um, but nonetheless, so Jeff's gonna get vignettes now. The rock and roll, we're gonna be getting wins, right? Yeah. Now, what I think we should do is, and this is something we're gonna have to kind of just throw in next time is like a middle. But I think when they win this match on TV on Clash, sorry, they should get some promo time and it should be announced right then and there. They're getting a tag title shot on TV. Okay. Because we can't do it. We can run it back on pay view after. Yeah. But I don't want to let their thing with Dangerous Lance cool off too much, but they're obviously not going to be in war games. So I think a TV right. main event for us next month can be Arnold Eaton versus the Rock and Rolls Briss. Yeah. And I mean, Arn and Bobby will just win that by cheating. And yeah. Yeah, exactly. that works. Okay. Um, so that's our, that's our build in terms of guys that are on Clash. We now need to talk about if there's anything else we want to do on TV days. Like what are the Steiners doing on TV this month? Um. The Steiners are in Japan. Yeah. I mean, seriously, let's, the Steiners are in Japan. We don't have anything for them, so that's literally what we can say on the TV, too, is, you know, when the Steiners get back from Japan, that's how you, yeah. you reference we'll do some, We'll do some, uh, we'll get some footage. Yeah. You know, the, the boys causing all sorts of trouble in Tokyo. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> that could be, that could be, so that's our... That's how that's how we have Liger this month, is we gave them the Steiners. Beast. All right. That's Scotty and Ricky covered. Sting is is uh is catered for. Hitman, Steamboat, Wyndham. Um oh Pillman, what we good? how are we doing the Pillman and Johnny B bad thing? Uh, firstly, let's figure out Dustin. Is Dustin on TV at all without Dust? Is are we gonna have him do the thing where he's like not around because Dusty's he's yeah, with let's Dusty? Let's do that, yeah. Okay. Right, Pillman and, and Johnny B. Bad. I think I think we try and give Pillman promo time where he's like a valiant loser, you know? Yeah. And the commentators are kind of showing him with praise. And I think Johnny B. Bad could get squash wins and kind of shit on that in his own promos. Yeah, he's winning and yet you're praising yeah. this guy you yeah. lost. Yeah. And he does it like two, three weeks in a row. And eventually Pillman comes out and he's like, what's the deal? And then, you know, they could have a little little deal. And we could have that on uh, – we need matches for Wrestle War that aren't involved in the Dangerous Lands. I've yeah, that'll be a Wrestle War match. So we should probably do, like, the actual Johnny B. Bad yes. Pillman. That should be after this. Yes. So We're, just, he, we're planting yeah. seeds right now. Yeah, so um, Pillman, uh, victory lap. It wouldn't be from him necessarily, but I'm just shorthand yeah. here. Um, and Johnny B. Bad sort of pushing back on that. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. I mean, again, folks, I want to stress, uh, if it feels a little bit hectic, the turns, th- there was no real – he wasn't, so, you know, solid as a babyface yet, Johnny B. Bad. He no. could easily – he was just a sort of character in motion at this point, um, which I is think we, should, we should do a TV feud with uh, Paige and Holly against the Patriots. The Paige and Holly just win soundly. I like that. Uh, you know, that. That's a TV program so that we can start to establish them as an actual threat. Um Yeah. Swallow me. God, we need a team name for them, man. Yeah. This is one. This is a weak point of mine, as you've learned. From this I know process. I'm not good at it either. Um, well, you've named like all of our shows. To be fair. Well, you know, if one of us is going to get it, it's going to be you. Tag teams are weird though, because we need a t- we need a name for Vegas and. Can we, uh, have we got time to have Vader kill PN News on this fucking show? Yeah, let's do that. 
That's like our gimmick is having Vader run guys out of the territory. Especially big guys. Yeah. I mean, it's actually like legit real grabs. No, for sure. Um, okay. We've got... Uh, we, we, we just did the Patriots angle, right? Oh, sorry, feud. Yeah, they're um, just doing, that's just a TV feud. There's not anything to... That's just... That literally in the summary could just be... You know, they, they engaged in a feud over the month that, mm-hmm. that Paige and Holly came out on top and clearly came out on top. There's no um, one else we need to use here, right? We need Vinny Vega. Not on this show, no, but we need no. to. What were you doing on um, TV with Vinny and? Uh, they should actually start to team up. Um, we should do vignettes, Matt. Okay. Them what was the Diamond Studs like? What was his lore? I don't know. Because I know Vinny Vegas. Like yeah. the idea of Vinny Vegas taking him with him. That should be, yeah, that should, that should just be them in Vegas. As yes. like, um, this is what bro. I imagine when you see them as baby faces. They're the high rollers. Oh, real graps. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I'm just imagining how we present. I'm imagining Shivani, like, coming up from the break, and Shivani's like, fans, you've seen recently that, you know, Diamond Stud and Vinny Vegas have been watching each other's matches. Well, finally, they've settled down and talking. It's like on location, they're, you know, like at a fucking casino. <laughs> Yeah, they're playing blackjack together. Playing blackjack. Popping huge. Um, yeah. They got as much in common as they hoped. And what would like within these vignettes, they'll just be so kind of just kind of cool. Yeah. Or at least they're just, funny. They're and, funny and, and know, they're cool. Yeah. We definitely would do a thing probably at one point. Not the first vignette, but one of the one of the big ones should be like a couple of drunk dudes fucking oh, like come yeah. up talking yeah. shit and they just fucking wreck them. Yeah, absolutely. Um. Okay. Anyone else that we want to make a note of what we're doing with them on TV this month? Now, again, I want to stress: if we don't mention them, it doesn't mean they're not on TV. They'd just be doing like maintenance TV where they're just right. scoring wins in like squashes. Um, I think we've covered everyone, haven't we? I agree. Yeah. I don't care about Taylor Made Man. No. Uh, we need a team for him, but he's it's another heel team, so that doesn't really help. I don't care about Tom Zink. No. That may be someone we turn heel to as we start to. Yeah. Um, Brad Armstrong, I do kind of like. But yeah, I, I want to use him. We don't have anything for him right now. I don't know if we ever will. Can we give him like a try to see if there's a match we could do with him once? Like, could we like just make a note of saying important, have, like a him losing a match of significance on TV? Like, could he wrestle Rude or some shit on TV? Let's, he why well, he can get a TV title match with Austin. Yeah, the only reason I wasn't going that way is because we've got already got one of those like in our booking, you know. That's the only reason. Yeah, he, in, uh, he did, Austin did those a lot. Oh, for sure. Yeah, that's fine. Steve, um, I agree with you. US title was kind of too. All, it, all it would should be is is Brad Armstrong had a, had an impressive showing against Steve Austin. Yeah. While coming up short or something. like I just that. guys that we're gonna use. I just want us to have a trace of some kind, you know. Right. Um. So I think with that, we've basically covered everyone. I think we have actually covered everyone. Yeah. Okay. All right, season booking, brother. We got fifty-eight minutes, so we got to be real. Like Vader and PN News were given three minutes. Yep. Again, like I always say, we can always tinker with this after. Um, Mm -hmm. You said, how much time did you want to give Brett Narn? I don't think. I don't. Fifteen. All right. Well, let's say fifteen for now. Bagwell. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't mind going more, but I just don't know if we're gonna have the time. So let's okay. 
we'll we'll lay everything out and then we'll see where we're at. Um, Wyndham and Rude, that's like twelve, maybe twelve. Yeah. Bagwell Liger, Bad Company, ten. Ten. Sting and Larry Z's like six, right? <laughs> oh, funny man. Yeah. Uh, Jarrett and Joey Mags, that's another one that's like three. Yep. Uh, Rock and Roll State Patrol, we can give them five. Mm-hmm. And then Simmons and Josh, Cactus and Abby, we give them like eight, right? Uh, okay, let me see where we're at. Yeah, because I'm not, I'm not actually. I think you could kind of do that as a really short match, honestly. Yeah, we're they've 50, already done the brawl, you know. We're at fifty-four, so we'll give them four. That's perfect. So there we go. That's fifty-eight minutes. And to be fair, folks, Arn Anderson does not. There's not many singles matches of Arn's that go past what we just give him. So it's not yeah. like it's that, you know. All it's right. the clash too. They shouldn't really exactly, be going. Yeah. yeah. Um. Okay. We also have the dusty big segment, so I'm glad we didn't go beyond the minutes. We was kind of yeah. allocated there. All right. What would you like to open with, Barry? Um, Sting and Larry. No, because you want to. You want to. You want to say Sting's Sting's coming. coming. Yeah. yeah. I think you open with the title change, the U.S. title change. Okay. Swallow me. Bad company up, title change. What do you think in finish wise there? Um well, they gotta pin Bagwell for political reasons. Um feels like Teddy should do something, right? Yeah. Just yeah, just a basic manager interference finish. Bagwell okay. gets pinned. Um title change to kick off the show. That gives us options too, because we can also do um we should probably have Bagwell try to get those titles back without Liger. Yeah. Maybe Brad Armstrong. Brad Armstrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, then we probably do so that we do open with a tag match. Heels win. So now we probably want to have. We could debut Jeff here. Yeah, let's do Jarrett next. Um, he's obviously winning clean. Yep. Um, then we could do. They usually stack the main events on. So, like, obviously, yeah. we got eight matches here. So, we know Brett and Arn's last. Wyndham and Rude should be before that. Um, let's do Sting here. Mm-hmm. So, Sting will be three because we still got the Dusty thing to sell. Yeah. Um, then I think we do we do the we do the big Josh heel turn. Do you want Sting to be in the Dusty segment now that he's at his match? Yeah. He should be, really. Yeah. Towel around his neck. Oh, that's beast. Fucking wearing Zubaz pants. The pop for, like, Dusty walking out. Yeah. And then the boys behind him. Yeah. That's real. All right. All so, right. Sting third. What was we going for? for the, did you... that, would, that would be the Cactus Abbey thing. The big Sweet. Josh Hill turn. Then we do... Then we do Vader PN News. And then we do the Rock and Rolls. Mm-hmm. But we right. know all the we, so obviously a lot of these are squash matches, so we don't even really need to discuss the thing. We know exactly. Yeah, they, to me, these two episodes, this one and the last one, are very connected, you know. Yeah, we um, know what the Simmons Josh finish is. We know Jared's beating Joey Mags clean, rock and roll winning clean, yeah. Vader's winning clean. The only Stays. one we really need to discuss is how Rude's winning, really. Yeah, Rude and Barry. Um, I think it actually adds a lot of depth to what we're doing with Arn if, if dangerously helps him win because the whole point is that Arn's on his own. Yeah. 
Perfect. Um, so that would be Paulie there, and then you could kind of have a, the commentators put that over. You know, we're not going to have yeah. those kind of shenanigans in our main event. If Arn Anderson is is being truthful, which we have our reasons to doubt, right. we won't have those problems in the main event. You could kind of have some suspicion among the commentary of like, is because remember, last month they were suggested that Paulie wouldn't get involved in Larry Zbysko's match, and he sure got involved in Larry Zbysko's match. It's like, yeah. Red Square have eyes in the back of his head just in case, but the, the real swerve there, quote, unquote, is that Arn was being sincere. He actually wanted to see if he could beat Bray. He thought he could, you know? Yeah, we'll pack more punch when Brett just makes him submit to the shop show. Um, I, the show. I don't know how you do it because it's not. Like, I really want the show to end in like a stare down between. But that, that's not really how they did things back then, I guess. No, I think I, I guess they just they just don't help. Like the show just ends with Brett celebrating, and they don't. So, well, I think we do. I actually do. No, I, I think this is... yeah. So what I think we do is... I think it makes a lot of sense for the heels to jump Brett after the match is done because Arn obviously wanted him not to get involved in the match and that I think that almost adds the drama to what we're doing, right? That could work too because we could have... Uh, we could have Arn kind of sitting in the corner. He doesn't help. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. And then... Babyface save. Boom, boom, boom. Heels bow. You got the big elevated stage in World Championship Wrestling, folks. What I'm thinking is heels bow. So you got baby faces in the ring, heels on the ramp. And Arn is like, just then when the stair down is underway, Arn is like walking back to the heel side. Yeah. And he, he's kind of like left out by his own choice, though, right? Like it's right. not like he's being kicked out. He, and you kind of, you don't have to even put that over, really. It's more just like, it's a visual, right? Like, right. And it, it ultimately ends with Arn being alongside the Nature Alliance, but you have the visual where he's walking towards them and he kind of feels like a spare part because, as you said, he wasn't even in the brawl, which upon fall almost makes me wonder if he should get beat up in a way that's, like, more frustrating to men. Like, he gets inside cradled or some shit, you know? That's like, the idea more. of Arn having, like, a DDT, Brett hooks him, boom, inside cradle, and, like, yeah. you have that moment where I was like, fuck, like, I had it, you know? Yeah. Okay. And Arn, again... In fear of repeating myself, that is he could do that shit every day. <laughs> oh yeah, that's easy. And then we're gonna have a post match, boom, stare down. That's that's our show, right? Yeah, because we want to. This is the thing: is like TV was different then. We want people to watch the clash and leave it ready to buy this pay per view. Like, right? You know, this is not 2023. We're gonna drag our big angles out over t the TV. Is mostly maintenance grabs. I mean, that's what it always was. So that's that's uh that's clash, brother. Yeah, and then we, then we roll into next month in the hard sell for war games, and yeah, which is then, gonna be hilarious to book because we have to figure out the cut. <laughs> yeah, and then then things really get interesting because we've been tied yeah. up in this angle for since we mm -hmm. started. Exactly right. Okay, do we have any other business to handle, May? I don't think so. We'll have the the website updated. Yep, we usually do it the same day. So yeah, I'll have that done tonight. Um, yeah, I'm gonna. I'm going to work on it when we're done, I think. And then it come up with a TEW scenario where I can have Brett Hart work on Anderson. Yeah. Can't do this, though, because then I'll just be going in circles. Right. <laughs> <laughs> just getting mad at all this stuff that's been popping me huge, getting 50s and 60s on the game. Exactly. That's that's my biggest... It, like, this would still be fun if we were doing it in the game, but it, it would be yeah, nice, yeah. yeah. I, I think it's genuinely... Like, it's just a fun exercise. Yeah. 
And I do think it kind of gives you... Um, we're doing this without any restrictions, right? And like, look at some of the the twists and turns we have to put ourselves through. Like, right. imagine doing all of this and getting to Clash and Barry Windham being like, "Well, no, I don't really think we should do that." So, like, yeah, well, talent getting married, you know? which is what happens in every promotion ever. So it's just right. it gives you it's a fun exercise for those of us to sit and talk about if booking's good or bad on all day, right? Like, it's fun. Um, and this is for, like us trying. I would not have fun of, with us trying to book the week to week TV. No, but but you know, booking the big show and kind of working backwards and not worrying about needing to fill in every minute of the TV. It's kind of fun. Absolutely. I don't end this show with plugs because if you watch this, you're a sicker of the highest order. And I mean, that as a loving compliment. Yeah. Um, you're one of us for better or worse. <laughs> Insult <laughs> or compliment. You make the choice, not me inside. But uh, Matt, do you have any, any final notes or anything you'd like to say before we go? No, they, for those of you who do listen to this, we do appreciate it. We're having a uh, genuinely, we're having an absolute blast. Most fun show we do. This is this is so fun. Um, like the one thing I I will say coming into this, I expected these shows to be really long, and yeah. that was the one thing I was worried about. But we're doing these in under ninety minutes, man. Like this mm -hmm. is this is both really fun for us, and we don't usually do shows. I certainly don't because I only do the flagship. So yeah. this is like this is something for me. So yeah, this is. We won't. It's going to be a couple weeks at least, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, that's why weeks, we, right? Yeah, Probably. that's why we did another one here. Unless we, mm -hmm. you never know with us. We may pop up and it's not on a Friday. Who knows? But yeah. most likely it'll be a few weeks on this one. Um, yeah. So we're probably looking at the Friday after Mania weekend. Yes. But Probably. bear with us. Something could change. But mm -hmm. as of now, that's where we're going. Absolutely. Um, again, lngwcw.com. You can, see, you can see the fleshed out version. Joe does a great job writing these recaps. Um, yeah. Beautiful. I love it. All right, folks. Again, as I said, no plugs or anything. You know the deal by now. We are, our schedule is pretty solid these days, thankfully. So uh, all is well. Last night's grim was a fucking hoot. Yeah. We're back, man. Have you heard? I have heard. Um, I don't have a follow-up joke. I was trying to think of one, and I can't come up with anything. So. <laughs> Be like, I wish I'd stop hearing, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Keep on grinning, right. folks. Yes, we love you. Keep grinning. You don't have to worry about enjoying an outro. I'm not playing it. But bye. Bye. <laughs>